Hello and welcome to what probably is our final episode of Defy the Norm podcast, at least for a while. We uh, have worked on this podcast for the last couple of years, but quite honestly, the reason uh, this is like our closure episode because Victor and I are going different ways. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, this is because we, um, we are going different ways together in our business model. And when I started this podcast, uh, she's at least two years ago, it's probably even longer than that. I, we were living in Polson, Montana. It was probably the end of 2020, maybe the beginning of 2021. And we have whew, so much to this story of you know, we, we, like everybody in 2020, kind of had to pivot and Victor had to close up shop in Coronado. And, you know, that had been our livelihood. But before that, Victor had been struggling with the whole idea of like, how do I make a living and support a family while simultaneously trying to travel the world? I'm an in-person trainer. I don't really understand this technology stuff or how to get behind a computer and do the marketing stuff. I am great in person, right? And how hard it was through all those years of travel. Oh, I think, I think if you're very specific, um, I understood the technology of FaceTime. That was easy. My fear was like, well, this is how I've always done it. I'm thinking like this back in something. Europe time. When we're oh, traveling back in, through yeah, Europe. back in Europe, like I know this is the way I do it. How am I going to be able to pick up on the nuances? Um, yeah, and there was a whole other dialogue about about gathering clients. I mean, we had 2015 was the first year when we tried. Um, we would just do short trips and then come back and live in San Diego in our RV. And even that, that the first trip to Bryce and Rocky Mountain, it was kind of like, oh, this is weird. Why are we doing this? But it was a lot of anxiety, right? Then we did yeah. that six-week trip up to uh, Washington. And that was the first time where you're like left work long enough to be like, oh, oh, this is kind of nice, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, but the challenge was still like I didn't visualize uh work working through the process right i was like i would just disconnect yeah and there's yeah. definitely this that was the trip when we were supposed to be going back to san diego in august of 2015 and the idea was that we were going to find a new rental still try to live on the beach you know because we had had this time in our life where we had a beautiful big house in the suburbs, but it was a long drive to the beach and all I wanted to do was be at the beach and surf. Victor was working all the time. So we had rented a house on the beach from 2013 to 2015. And so we thought, okay, we'll just go find another rental. The reason we moved into the RVs, the rental we were doing, she needed it back to sell it. And so it was like, okay, it's a good opportunity. Five months, we're gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna live in an RV for five months, save some money, do some road trips. Eight years later, here we are. and. He, I think that trip, you know, Victor saw me so happy. I always tell the story that he just looked at me. We were crossing the California border, I remember, and he's like, I can't ask you to go back into a house. I'm like, yes. No, that's really, are you sure, sweetheart? Okay. <laughs> and so then we ended up doing more road trips. And then I, that, that fall, 
Gabby and I were surfing and I looked at her and I'm like, hey, you're, you're a freshman. You're supposed to do uh, geography. Why don't you plan what a gap year would look like? Because it's like this light bulb went off like, whoo, if we love this road trip, I wonder where else we could go. She does this wonderful presentation on Europe and it's like this another light bulb goes off. I'm like, oh my gosh, Europe's this gorgeous? I had no idea. I thought Europe was like just what I pictured Paris. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to go there. So she shows all these pictures and, we're, and I go, hey, babe, can we go to Europe next year? And what did you say? Your famous line. Whatever you want. Pretty much. Yeah, sure. Sure. sure Whatever you want. Uh, and so we went to Europe that next year for six months. And that's when the transition was really hard. Like the concept of trying to shift or push to become to to be, become bloggers or digital trainers you know things have evolved so much in technology since then but at that time there was not the information on how to do that uh, and then 2017 we went back to europe we went to new zealand we went to bali then we landed after and i i start to my years start to blend that might have been 2018 we went to europe in 2017 we did a massive trip up to canada in 2017 um, 2018 is when we went to Hawaii, New Zealand, Bali. We landed. I said, I refuse to go to San Diego. So we went to Bend, Oregon in, try, in hopes to find like an in-person job for as a husband. trainer for Victor. <laughs> and that was like another epic failure. And so we were living on a, on a dirt road on Phil's trailhead. And in some ways, I thought it was great because you just wake up and you start mountain biking right from your door. But I understand like Victor felt all this pressure to like figure out how to become a trainer in a new city and he didn't have contacts. And to be honest, like, do you look back at that point and think like you were so shy compared to you now? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a humility that I, well, what I would, I would, I always called it this quiet humility that I, I sort of held on to for a very long time. Um, and again, some of my maturity probably wasn't, you know, I had my, an in, I had a brick and mortar business for 20 years. I, I, my expectation sometimes is I, I walk down the street, people should just know they should be gravitated to me. Don't you know how great I am? But well, instead of uh, having that, Hey, this is what I'm capable of doing attitude. I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and be humble and you'll see my value. Yeah. And so then a uh, big turning point for us is our RV, right? Um, after a month in band, our RV gets rear-ended, totaled, and we get cashed out for the value that we bought it for. And so all of a sudden, we found ourselves with some time on our hands. Like, we could we could figure things out. We had some money in the bank again. When If it hadn't happened, we were zeroing it out within days. And so we ended up trying to... We drove to Bellingham. He didn't like interviewing there. We drove into Boise. I hated Boise. I was like, don't interview in Boise. This is, I do not, I refuse to live in Boise. So then we went to Breckenridge and we tried again in Breckenridge and we rented a house for a few months thinking like, okay, this is it. We're going to make it work here. We all love it here. And within another couple months, it just was not working. Victor said, heck no, I am out of here. I am not here. We had to, we got to a point where we both had to work at Lowe's. Um, at night just to like get by our kids were all working uh, so it was that was another painful time and so Victor finally by December or maybe Thanksgiving that year of 2019 said I'm out of here I'm going back to San Diego I'm sorry 2018, 2018. I know how to make money there went back to that and then we went back in 2019 and we we're all in San Diego kind of like how we first started 
and we would like go for real long big trips and then come back to San Diego for a few months, go on big trips, come back. And we we're just living in our RV in an RV park in San Diego. Well, then 2020 hits and you know, again, I refused to stay in San Diego. So on May the 4th, I like checked out of there, hitched up the trailer, thought we were gonna just go back up to South Dakota, except that there was a house for rent uh, from a family member in Polson. So we go to Polson that year and this is where the story starts because that was the kind of the turning point, I think, in our entire relationship where uh, we start, we were isolating ourselves in the terms of not that we are in fear of isolating, but we're on this huge ranch. There's no one around us. We're doing yoga every day. Mm, Remember, yeah. Victor's has like, there's no distractions. Like you did your job, then it was easy to do your job digitally. Everyone was, but just the amount of quiet reflection time kind of started the process don't you think yeah absolutely it gave me the time and the space to to think and feel like is there something beyond what i'm what i'm picking up and that was a real powerful moment when you when you're doing a yoga class as opposed to just following poses and you think this whole undercurrent of emotion or river or thought i'm like oh man there's something else that's actually going on here on a low, on a subconscious level. And that was a big turning point for me and raised another level of curiosity that in truth was super essential in my growth, but then also simultaneously, um, my family being the amazing people that they are, were constantly learning more. And because of my state, it was I was learning essentially through osmosis. I, I was be by by being by them. I was naturally learning this stuff, and even though I felt very somewhat behind, it at least laid the foundation for going. Oh, this is what's happening. Okay, got it. Oh yeah, my personality type, my enneagram. Okay, this is a reflection of what I went through. How up my defenses were there. Okay, yes, some of the issues that I'm feeling those are linked to. Um, the potential traumas and how that can impact my health. Boom, another light bulb. Yeah, and I think um, we, even in that period when we were in that house, that was still a lot of like two steps forward, one step back. Like I would, we'd, there was still like, while there's a level of self awareness being built up, there would still be, remember, every time we'd get in the truck, we'd say, oh, you'd be like so angry, like an angsty teen. He just This feeling of life's not fair. It's not fair that we have to go travel. It's not fair that you want to go to St. George. Or it's not fair that you want to go on a ski trip. And there'd be this like, this pull, right? Back, we'd, we'd get closer together. We'd reconnect. And then I'd be like, okay, but this is great, but this isn't living. Like being in this house in Polson felt like, I was always saying communism won if I stayed in that house. Like it just was not joyful. There was no experience other than temporary comfort in a nice bed, a beautiful view and a yoga class. So we would end up going for a lot of trips and that put a, a lot of stress. And then luckily, luckily in 2020, what year is this? 23, 2022. So last April, we finally decided like, it was not working, renting from family. I really wasn't happy there either. I wanted to just always be traveling. I love RV living. And so Victor was fun. Remember, you're just like, like, yeah, I'm out of here. Like, we're good. Like, let's just go live in our RV again like we were doing. 
Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and it was just a big transition because that was the moment. It was kind of like the first time. Don't you feel like that you decided like, I want RV living too. Yeah. It was just, it felt, I could feel myself becoming hermit like, and I have that. <clears throat> I probably had that, that, that wiring to begin with. And there I was interacting with less and less of the world and more and more of my family, which is amazing. Uh, but because I was less and less in the world, there was a limit to my experience. And there are parts of me, as always, the biggest thing is curiosity. I'm like, okay, what if, okay, keep trying. What if keep trying? Uh, those are the underlying statements that I think kind of push me through those difficult parts. Okay. What if keep trying? What if keep trying to this day, I wake up with the same concept. Okay. What if keep trying? And, um, I wanted to talk about a little bit how you're describing how you feel now compared to even then, but based on what you just said, so you guys probably already know if you've listened to this podcast that Victor is not a fan of rock climbing, but it's not that he doesn't like rock climbing. It's just, he has a very strong fear of heights and the programming that he was alluding to with um, when he started doing yoga and really practicing mindfulness and meditation a lot was becoming aware that almost all of the messaging from his childhood was always be careful, never take a risk. And there was never ingrained in him this idea of, of that curiosity. You can figure it out. It was like, do as you're told. This is all we have. Everything is a sense of lack, a sense of danger. So naturally, our life together, it's like I am literally a ball of danger taking him <laughs> always into the unknown. So we go rock climbing yesterday. And because Victor has had this massive transformation in how he looks at life, he he goes to start climbing. I'm like, do this one route. Like, we haven't climbed much. It's been raining a lot. We're leaving today. Uh, from Lander. I said, do this one route. It's one of my favorites. And so he's like, okay, all right, I'm going to try. I'm going to try just for you. And he, it's, it gets scary right away, right? Three bolts up and you're like, oh, can I just come down? I don't like this. And he's like, what's your expectation of me? I'm like, well, to finish, to top it out, really. And he looks at me like, it's really? going to take like an hour. <laughs> like, really? It did take almost an hour. But you did do, normally he would have just been pissed and come down and, and it would have affected the rest of our evening. And instead he went, he it did take about an hour, but I do think you use that. Like, just be curious, keep trying, just be curious, keep trying. And you're on top ropes. You literally can't fall. But let me just tell you, Victor <laughs> can stretch a rope like no other. <laughs> so if he does like slip, like he, he doesn't fall to the ground or take a free fall, but the rope stretches a good 10 feet on him. And so like, I'd keep him so, so, so tight and he did it. He made it to the top. Now, granted, he wasn't happy after because he's like, he just kept telling me like, I just threw, I just wanted to throw up. I did throw up a little bit. I just wanted to throw up. I just, <laughs> and to me in my head, I'm like, so what? Like, that's okay. That's all right. Like you did it though. Like you should be proud of yourself. And it was really hard for you to even like embody being proud of yourself because, because there's this mess, there's this inner dialogue telling you like, I'm not enough. I was a failure. It was scary. And that, right. Well, yeah, of course, uh, that, that there's also, uh, 
an expectation that I would have in the manner that I should be doing that as opposed to the, the length of time and the, the, the feelings that I had in there. But, you know, um, with, with focus and time and part of the speed at which I did it, I, I, I have sort of willed myself through those moments, but instead I'm like, okay, well, I got to learn to trust my gear. That means I'm just going to sit and realize that it's there. So I would intermittently, all right, I'm freaking out a little bit. It's kind of exposure. It's on a little bit of a pillar for me. And so those are never really good situations. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit on my rope, trust it, let my anxiety or fear drop down. And when that didn't, then when that would go down, then I would push forward. Yeah, it was great. So you're super curious. Um, I think the reason uh, we're... Uh, the big reason we're doing this as kind of a concluding is because I think for me all along, I've never asked Victor, not I think, I know, all along, I've never asked Victor to love rock climbing or to love hiking. I just want him to be happy while we're doing it. I always go, I don't really care if you climb. If he had, if he had said yesterday, you know what? I don't even want to climb. I've been like, cool. That's awesome. I don't care. You're just here. Like, as long as you're here and happy, that's awesome. In fact, you don't even have to be here. I just want you to be happy. And so, overall, like, you're you're so much happier, yes? Yeah. Than at any time. And so, you were talking about, like, I, I want to share what, do you remember all the things you said to me yesterday? Just, like, there's um, all those feelings that you're saying that, like, it's just a different, it's a different vibration. The interaction the feeling and because your your feeling and your happiness is different and even if it's not happy happy it's more present there's a presentness to you as opposed to feeling like you were always like living in a past anxiety or future anxiety and it's like you're Whoa. here so much more than you used to and i was going to say because you are i feel like then i've been able to step into more compassion and calmness even though it doesn't sound like it because I'm talking really fast because I know you have a client in five minutes. <laughs> so I'm trying to get through this as quick as possible. Okay. Um, yeah, so kind of reiterating some of what you was talking about, I've always struggled with that amygdala hijack. I've always struggled with adrenal stress type sy symptoms. And, and so from my sort of scientific background, my scientific nerd can define like, look, I'm not struggling with with blood sugar management, I'm less angry. I'm, I'm less chronically dehydrated. My knees and hips don't have the laxity or the issues that they've had before. And those are sort of signs that I've pulled myself out of that, out of some of those situations, some of that mindset issues, some of the mindset issues that I had. But further, I can engage. I have a depth that I'm able to engage in our conversations and a presence that I know is is going to continue to evolve in the right direction. But above everything else, it was not, it has not been an easy path to travel through all of this experience. And I'm still convinced that life is your medicine. It's going, it's going to keep giving me what I need to continue to evolve, but it take, it really has been a unique challenge and really has drawn upon other levels of the self besides the number one thing of persistence. I just don't give up on anything. But then not giving up is not enough. You have to rethink your thoughts and rethink how you access who you are. Making a decision like, okay, well, maybe I'm the person that can get through this in this manner, right? And not judging yourself, being treating yourself with kindness. 
you know, even when I came down from that, I was emotionally quite drained from it because it usually challenges me. And I had to be like, okay, well, you're allowed to be like that and just do what it takes to recover and then step into uh, like, wow, okay, I did that. And that is very unique. Whereas I would normally, I sort of remember being in high school, if I took a, a loss in wrestling, it would be like inconsolable for days. And I'm like, that just didn't serve me anymore. And it's I really actively let go of that. Because everything, someday I'm going to write a book called Expectation. My kids say, mom, you got to write it because everything comes down to expectation. The only reason I've been able to be maybe a small step ahead of Victor in this self-growth journey is because a long time ago I sat with myself and thought, what do I expect a good life to be? What do I expect of myself? What do I expect of my children? What do I expect of my husband? I think we all have these expectations. I just think very few of us are aware. Mm -hmm. I know when I work with coaching clients and I make them, you know, most people have throat chakra blockages. And when I sit down and go through each person that they interact with and I'm like what is your expectation of this person they're like kind of shocked that they have this and I'm like well have you communicated that like Victor and I have made progress in our relationship and we you know we're celebrating 26 years here um, in about a month and it could easily have gone different ways but the expectation has always been able we've been able to come together and say hey what is the expectation of this relationship and then what is the expectation of yourself and if i was going to summarize a lot of for victor his self growth actually has been a matter of drawing his expectation of himself from the subconscious to the conscious because mm. it's it's as a two you defer to other people yeah for expectation what do you expect of me how can i be a good boy how can i follow directions how, how can, can I, serve? I serve yeah and it's a more of a function that i've always been the one to like no like you pit i i actually don't want him to serve me all the time it's the most frustrating thing for him because i'm like i'm good like with or without you i'm good i'm just gonna go do me and it's like whoa, 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 wait wait i need you to need me and i'm <laughs> like i want you but i don't need you and that's a really hard thing for a two to hear but it's but but in a way, right, it's helped you to be like, okay, so you mean I'm supposed to go be selfish right now? Yes. Go be selfish. Go chase your own dreams. And then let's come together. Like we chase our own independence. So that's why we're stopping probably be the hero or um, be the hero. We got be the hero where we help you with this. That's a lot of it. We're transferring this, these talks that we're doing. We're doing them in our academy, be the hero. That's why we're not doing it here. And I know you got it. One minute. Um, we're also do reignite the passion couples coaching and couples, uh, retreats where we really help couples get this because if as a couple, you know, you want to have health. So you got to kind of eat, eat right, get your hormones on track. You want to be able to like play together. So it doesn't mean Victor and I have to always rock climb together. Like we mountain bike together. We still go out and surf together, but we have to have bodies. Cause imagine if like one of us were so out of shape that we couldn't do that. It would cause a whole nother riff in our relationship. If one of us physically wasn't able to go do it and that, and so it's really important to get your physical body able to do things that are fun besides just going out to eat. I mean, you can do that too, but you want to be able to like, hey, let's go do this awesome hike and then go out to eat. Or, hey, let's get this awesome, go on this awesome hike and like take a bottle of wine and sell some salami and cheese to the top. Yeah. Those are things that reignite the passion. And most importantly, well, D, 
reprogramming your mind so that you're not living out your childhood program that's keeping it might be what attracted you guys in the first place and created some codependency but it's not the thing that's going to make your relationship magnetic and passionate now and then last is scripting is being able to say well, like what is your expectation of a good life what is your expectation of self like how can you be two independent whole boats ships sailing towards the same island and so that's kind of our transition that's where we're heading in our future now that um, we've uh, passed this hurdle of RV travel and um, and we have offloaded some kids so it makes it we have a lot more time to connect to right with only two kids <laughs> yeah. versus five um, anything else you can follow us on social media coach Victor Robledo coach underscore Victor underscore Robledo at Robin Robledo at Nomads with a Purpose at Reignite underscore the underscore passion at be the hero dot academy and all of our probably the easiest place to find Victor and myself is at Robin and Victor dot com. You can get information about our latest retreats and our coaching yeah and at nomads with the purpose .com, you get information for travel so you can see that we're spread pretty uh we have a we're, lot, we're yeah we're diverse it. we're we're specific in every place but hopefully it, it this inspires you and these episodes have inspired you to take the next step whether it's relationship or travel to evolve yourself because travel does change you that's how this all started and uh, I encourage you to take the bull by the horns, do the difficult things that will get the result. You know, we always talk about like picking your crap sandwich. Like it's real easy to be just doing something in life that's difficult. Well, might as well pick the pick your difficult with the, with the idea that you're going to evolve and have the life that you want. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>